Hello, hello, planned people. How are you guys doing today? Welcome to the podcast, and we are talking about trench and bokashi composting. So this is a fun topic for me because I am trying to try all different types of compost to figure out which ones actually work, which ones are simple to use, so I can give better recommendations to you guys as an audience, because I very often get this question, which compost do I go with? And generally speaking, the nutrient profile is completely based on what you add, and what works best is going to come down to how much space you have, your personality, and what you're willing to actually put up with. So Trench and Bokashi compost was kind of one of my first heavy hitters or one of my first choices. And the reason for that is actually because it is the simplest form of compost to deal with. There is certain things you do not have to worry about with these and it is substantially easier than just a regular compost. So let's jump into what the difference between the two are because they do have some similar attributes to them and then you can make a determination as to which you like the most so one of some similarities between the two is that you need to cycle so both trench composting and bokashi composting require you to dig a trench to actually compost the byproduct so that means it can be a hole or a trench. I generally recommend uh, one to two feet in depth, and then you lay the compost in that trench area. Both of these are using what look like whole foods or whole compost. That it's not black gold at this point. It looks exactly how it looked before you even began any processing of it. And so because you're cycling, it means that your area that you're cycling in has to have a phase of um, dormancy where you're not actually digging it up again for at least three years. So this means that you have to have a big enough yard, regardless of which composting method you're going with, to allow you to rotate through the yard and compost in different areas. Now one thing to keep in mind is that the speed in which the compost is finished is going to be heavily dependent on your soil temperature how much moisture is in your soil and whether or not you're doing straight trench compost or bokashi compost so us here in colder climates in canada i'm going to recommend bokashi composting nine times out of ten however if you're in a warmer environment or a sandy soil environment trench compost just straight up may be best for you so if you're in a you know southern u.s situation trench composting is likely to work very very quickly um, it's just us in these colder soils uh, where it may not work in our benefit so one thing to keep in mind is that the carbon and the nitrogen it doesn't uh, the ratio does not matter you do not need to harp on this you can put in as much nitrogen or as much carbon as you desire and it it literally does not matter so a really common worry for people is this carbon to nitrogen ratio that we see with composting and with the bokashi or trench composting we don't have to worry about that we can put animal bones um with bokashi you can actually use 
animal feces. So if you have cats or dogs or birds or rabbits, whatever the case is, you can actually compost this in uh, with your food and everything else. They will do dairy, um, you name it, but like literally everything can go in a trench or a bakashi compost. So the issue, uh, because we're putting whole foods in the ground and these whole foods can be things like meat and dairy and bones, really hard to decompose things, is that we stand a chance of causing carbon and nitrogen um, capture. So carbon and nitrogen generally will be pulled out of the soil to help with the decomposition of the the compost and so this means that these areas are going to be low in both carbon and nitrogen for one to two seasons this is more prevalent in a trench compost situation in a colder climate um, because it's going to take longer for it to decompose however with the pokashi system because it's already inoculated and has a ton of microbiology in it it's unlikely that it's really going to need to pull from um, surrounding soils so experiment with this see how it works um see if you can plant over an area that is bokashi compost based on what you're eating and uh, see what works for your household because it is going to be heavily dependent on what you and your household are feeding the actual soil in and of itself so it does take time to degrade and during that time it is anaerobic because that is the nature of both of these composts that set them apart from any other regular compost is that it is an anaerobic composting process. So it's taking place in an environment that has no oxygen, but the microbes we're using in the Bokashi system are meant to survive and thrive in these anaerobic conditions. So with the trench composting, um, we are relying on microbes present in the natural soil. With Bokashi, because we're using a Bokashi brand, and one of my favorite products that I use is um, My Good Garden. It's a Canadian company, and you can also make this at home. Like You can do DIY Bokashi. I can do a YouTube video on that or a blog post on it. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Just let me know. And um, it's relatively easy to make, but because we're inoculating it, we don't have to rely as much on the soil microbes. But with trench composting, we do. So that means I would heavily encourage you to do some uh, microbe testing of your soil to see how microbially active your soil is and whether or not you need to inoculate your soil with other microbes. So my uh, garden planner book that I had is also a workbook. It's like a planner slash workbook hybrid. So in that book, I have an entire section on different DIY at home soil tests you can do. And one of them is to test for microbial activity in your soil. So if you do that test and you find out you have low micro activity, you may wanna consider inoculating your soil with surrounding ecosystems in your area that you know are healthy. 
And this is really simple to do. It simply involves walking into those ecosystems and taking a tablespoon of soil, teaspoon of soil from those areas, putting in a Ziploc bag, and then literally placing that soil on your soil. This is going to inoculate the area with microbes and they will multiply. This multiplication may take some time, but once it's completed, you will be able to trench coat compost more efficiently without a dirt type soil that is dead in nature. I do get slightly nervous about a mush area um, with both trench composting and bokashi. So my worries there is that if you were to plant directly over an area that you're trench composting or bokashi composting in, my concern is that the product will, because it's anaerobic and it's mushy, may cause some root rot. So use caution. If you're in a cold climate, plant around these areas when possible. If you're in a warm climate, I'm not as concerned about this because your soil, due to its warmer factor, is going to decompose much more efficiently. To make trench composting more effective, I would heavily encourage you to make a lactobacillus water. I have an entire blog post on how to actually make a lactobacillus water, and I would encourage you to water your trench compost with this lactobacillus mixture um, on a semi-regular basis. This is again going to increase microbial activity in that soil, but more specifically, it's going to increase the anaerobic microbial activity in that soil, which ultimately is going to help with that breakdown of the compost in that trench. So with all this being said, which method is best for you? And I think for majority Canadians, um, cold climate gardeners, it's always going to be that Bokashi compost. We have the microbes already present and a lot of cases in my experience is that the breakdown, if we Bokashi compost properly, meaning we fill a container and we're putting our Bokashi bran on top, we're sealing that container and we're letting it sit for two weeks at a time um, before dumping it and really letting those microbes build up, we are able to decompose those products within a month, meaning that within a month we have black gold under the ground. This is faster than a normal compost above ground, and this is faster than a vermicompost with worms. So this is quick, and Bokashi composting is fast. If you're in a warmer climate and you want to turn around that's very, very efficient, again, trench composting is going to take two, three months to break down. But if you did a Bokashi version of this in warmer soil, I'd be expecting this to be black gold within one to two weeks. It should be relatively quick. The nice thing about both the methods is that you can put anything into them. You can put pasta into the trench. You can put, like I said, your pet's feces into the, the uh, Bokashi or the trench compost. This is nice, this is easy. And there are a ton of brands out there that have pre-made Bokashi brand. It's very inexpensive stuff to purchase. I think I've got a giant bag for 15 bucks. Um, or you can get the EM1 liquid, which is like the microbes in a bottle and apply it to your own medium, which could be shredded newspaper. It could be pine shavings from bedding from one of your pets. 
or it could be animal feed, you name it, or it could be the actual bran itself. And you can add that liquid in and dry it out on some cardboard and then use that. Or you can make your own from scratch. And I've done some live streams where I've uh, made some um, for some companies like Lee Valley Tools and that sort of thing. Or you can um, let me know in the comments if you want something like this. And I'll be more than happy to get it to you. I can do a YouTube video or a blog post on it um, and show, show you guys how to make this stuff on your own. But with that being said, if you did not know, since I mentioned it, every second Thursday at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 5 o'clock Central Standard Time, I do a live stream with Lee Valley Tools. And there's lots of different topics that we, we do. And you can interact with me live, ask me questions live. Um, so yeah, you just have to go to the Lee Valley Tools Facebook page and you'll see my red hair faced uh, smiling on the screen there and you just have to sign up for the workshops they're completely free to go to um, and it's a great way to interact with me live because I do do live streams over my YouTube but they're usually unannounced and they're just kind of like on the fly type things so just a fun fact there but anyways I want to thank you guys so much for listening and be sure to come check me out on Instagram Facebook YouTube the website, gardeningcanada.net, you name it. Stop by, say hello, let me know you're from the podcast. I'm always excited to hear from the podcast people. You guys are my new favorites because you are so interactive over on Instagram and stuff, and I'm I'm just really enjoying it. So I, for the longest time, thought no one listened to this, but the, you guys are starting to come out of the woodwork, so it's really, really exciting stuff. I want you guys to have an awesome day, weekend, evening, whatever the case is. I will talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.